This is Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing, the podcast for creatives, directors, voice actors, and podcasters. And you're listening to the Summer Series. If you work with voiceovers, or you're a voice artist, podcaster, or presenter, then this podcast is definitely for you. It's time to start Talking Creative. Hello, and welcome to the Summer Series of Talking Creative with me, Samantha Boffin. These are short and sweet little episodes to help us all make voiceovers better. So, so far in this summer series, we've covered what does finding the right voiceover really mean and why is it important? We've looked at how to write a good script. And in this episode, we're tackling how to actually get the voiceover you want to audition for your project. Now, there are a number of ways to find a voiceover actor. You can use someone you've worked with before, for starters. Or you could book someone who is on your approved list of voices. A lot of companies keep a roster of possible voices on hand, you know, people they've uh, used before, they've always wanted to use. And honestly, if you don't have a list, then start creating one because they are really useful when you want somebody quickly. You can go to an agent, of course. You can get them to find you a short list of the voices you want. And then you can listen to the demos they send through and you can make a choice that way. Or if you've got a bit of time on your hands, you could even ask the agent to get the voices to do um, an audition for you using your actual script. Or you can bypass agents altogether and you can find your own voiceover. So I've got a podcast already all about that. It covers things like casting sites, agents, um, where to find a great voiceover yourself simply by using the power of Google. (laughs) And I will put it in the show notes. It was actually the second episode I ever did of the podcast. And it's called Where to Find the Perfect Voiceover. And all the information in there still holds good, despite the fact it was the first, one of the first ones I ever did. So that is the really practical stuff, where to look for a voiceover, which is really useful, but it's only part of the story because you will quickly realise that there are loads of voiceovers out there. I mean, really, honestly, once you start looking, there are hundreds, there are thousands. And I'm not trying to do myself out of a job here, obviously, but there are a lot. So, how do you find your voiceover? Or, uh, to put it a different way, how do you get the right person to audition in the right way for you, so you notice their brilliance? Well, my creative friend, um, you need to craft a great casting brief, one that attracts the voices you want and not a gazillion voices that you don't want. Now, there's a classic scene in the acting world, we've all seen it in films, where actors are auditioning. They're usually on a stage, they're looking out into a dark auditorium, and they're giving it their all into the darkness in front of a director. And the director is sitting there watching, and they're always shouting, next! And then the next actor steps forward, and the next, and so on, and so on. And the joke is often, that they barely open their mouths, or they do the first dance step and they're dismissed. Sometimes they just have to walk onto the stage and the director says, next. Well, that is pretty much how it works 
in the voiceover world too. You're searching for the one voice. And you know if they're what you're looking for just by listening to the start of their audition or the start of their reel. And the sad truth is that directors end up shortlisting a fraction of the voices they listen to. It's not that those voices are unbookable. It's just they're not right for that particular project. And this is where a good casting brief can help you cut down the amount of voices you're listening to so that you get the right auditions in your inbox. So how do you create a great casting brief? Well, I've got five little um, ideas that should get you started in terms of creating something that really works for you. Now, sometimes you know exactly what you're looking for, and sometimes you have absolutely no idea what you're looking for. And maybe you're thinking, yeah, you want loads of voices to audition. You want to be dazzled and surprised by voices, and you want range and all of that stuff, and that's fine. All these starting points, knowing exactly what you want, not knowing anything and everything in between, all those starting points are okay. But you do need to start somewhere. Don't use that as an excuse to just write a really generic brief because that's not going to help you or the voices out there. Professional voiceovers get briefs through daily. They get them from casting sites, from agents, from clients, old clients and new clients. The ones that are really specific are useful because we can quickly see whether they're an opportunity to jump into or pass on. We know what we're good at and we don't want to waste our time and we don't want to waste your time auditioning for something we're not right for. But also, a brief that's had some thought behind it will mean we'll know how to approach the project. So not just that we're right for it, but we know what you're looking for so we give you the right kind of audition. We know what to bring to it. Because a slight shift in intonation or pitch can give a character or a script a completely different feel altogether. And the more we understand what you're potentially looking for, the more easily we can do this. So <laughs> I had a little look on, <laughs> on the internet and I found some real briefs that are up there right now. This is a real brief from a casting site now. We're looking for voiceover artists of all ages and backgrounds for a project either next week or the following week for a short voiceover recording. Right. This is also a current brief. We're looking for a light, friendly and informative voiceover to match the style of the production. The full script is about two and a half minutes. Which is slightly better, but there is no clue anywhere. <laughs> about their style of production. And of course, there's this little classic that comes up every single week. Open to male, female, non-binary, American and authentic British talent, age 30 to 50. Now, <laughs> I'm sure you can see from all of these, all of which are real briefs, this is wide, wide, wide. It's too wide. If you ask for voiceover artists of all ages and backgrounds, you will get a lot of submissions to listen to. So lots is good, right? Well, if you have loads of spare time, maybe. But really, honestly, who has that? 
Ideally, you want quality over quantity because time is precious. Plus, you will get overwhelmed and disillusioned the more um, auditions you listen to that are just not hitting the mark. You want to give yourself the best chance of finding voice over gold. You don't want any old voice. You want the right voice. You need a bunch of voices who nail your script. So whether you're going to an agent, using a casting site, or choosing a voice yourself from your roster of talent or going online, it's time to pull together a short, easy, swift casting brief. So I promised you five easy ways, and here we go. So step one, first things first, get down on paper what your project is about. This will really help you and it'll help the agent, if the agent's applicable, and the voice, it'll help them understand the shape of it. I mean, just make it easy. Just bullet points are fine. What kind of a project is it? Is it a 30-second commercial? Is it an audiobook? Is it a game? Is it a video, an explainer video, a corporate? What is it? That's easy, that's step one. Step two, what kind of actor are you looking for? Now here I'm thinking gender, vocal age, or accent, or background. It isn't a great idea to say, as I mentioned before, we're looking for voiceover artists of all ages and backgrounds. Because it's just not helpful for anyone, especially not you. (laughs) Try to resist the urge to think that you want to be surprised and wowed by loads of interesting actors, and you don't want to box yourself in. Trust me, you really will lose heart eventually. I mean, think about it. If you went out looking for something to wear, how long do you think your shopping trip would take? I mean, you'd probably at least narrow it down to either shoes or jeans or a dress. And then you might narrow it down even further to party shoes or cut-off blue jeans or a summer maxi dress. That would give you an even better steer. And of course, you will find some exciting surprises on your shopping trip. And you might even change your mind halfway through, but at least you have a focus, you've got a starting point. So it is a really good idea to make a decision about the gender you're looking for. Being specific is helpful for you and the voice actor. It's one of the basic elements of a casting brief. Are you looking for female, non-binary or male? And if you're undecided on this, try asking yourself, who is the audience? Who would they like to listen to? Who would they connect with? Do you want to bust the social norms or do you want to be more conventional? And one good question sometimes to ask yourself is, does your project have any upsound in it? And if it does, and it's a broadly female upsound, choosing a contrasting male voice might be a good idea. But, obviously, as ever in the end, it does depend on your audience and what might work for them. Next, try to be clear about the vocal age you're looking for. Even if you're using a casting site and it only gives you fairly generic options like child or young adult or senior, be clear in the description of your brief. Because if you're looking, say, for a non-binary voice actor in their 40s, and the site only allows you to choose adult, specify non-binary actor, vocal age 35 to 45, or whatever you want. It means that, hopefully, you won't get a deluge of much older or much younger voices. 
And incidentally, a quick aside here on the non-binary front, it's something that's talked about quite a lot. You are looking for a non-binary actor, i.e. someone who identifies as non-binary in their actual ordinary life. There's no such thing as a non-binary sounding voice. That doesn't really exist. Which brings me to language and to accent. The language side is reasonably straightforward because you know if you want to record with a German or an English-speaking or a Spanish voice, but accents are slightly trickier. So give this a bit of thought, and as ever, the more specific the better. So I audition for jobs that play to my strengths more often than not. If I know the director is looking for a soft Northern Irish accent, they don't need me. <laughs> so being clear about, say, a Lancashire accent, or a 1920s Tennessee accent, or an educated Parisian accent, is really, really useful. And even European is better than nothing, although it's still pretty broad. Because <laughs> accents can conjure the right tone, the tone you're looking for, within seconds. So be as specific as you can, but equally, don't worry too much about it. And of course, it depends on the project. It might be enough for you to say light regional British accents preferred. But if your company or your character is ideally from Birmingham, UK, with a Pakistani heritage, then say that. Which leads nicely onto step three. If you're looking for a particular energy or tone for your voice, say that too. I mean, you might not care one way or another, of course, and that's fine. But, for instance... My interest is always sparked if I see briefs that mention a low or a deep speaking voice. I mean, I can change the pitch of my voice, but really, naturally, it's on the lower register. So I really double down on those kinds of briefs. The lighter spoken, the girl next door type briefs, well, they're probably best left to other naturally gifted women in that area. And remember, voices can be friendly or nurturing, they can be conversational, reassuring, threatening, sparkling or cheeky and more. So if you want something really specific, note it down. And you can go even further if you can and specify a role because that can be even better. Imagine how helpful it would be if your actor knew that the script needed to be read like a seasoned journalist or a harassed mum talking to a teenage son or a reassuring consultant talking to a room full of trainee doctors. There are lots of types of seasoned journalists, harassed mums and reassuring consultants, and your auditionees will still be spinning you lots and lots of different options to choose from. Honestly, they will. So, so far, we have the type of project, commercial or gaming or e-learning, the type of actor, their gender, their vocal age, their language or their accent, the energy or tone if you need it, chuck in a few adjectives, and even the kind of role they're playing. So it's really simple and it also forces you to really think about what you're looking for. And to be honest, this is probably enough to be getting on with. If you just thought about these elements each time you're looking for a voiceover, you would be streets ahead of the majority of casting brief writers if indeed that's even a thing. A casting brief writer is my new um, job. Anyway, so now, <laughs> step four. You also include the script, 
or part of the script. And if it's a character or an animation project, the character sides. That's all the information, the pictures and the references that will help the actor get under the skin of the person they're playing. Audiobooks, they're slightly different again, but that's probably a different episode. Now, you don't always need to request a specific audition. You can cast from voice reels, because, I mean, that's what they're there for. But bespoke can be really helpful. Because a bespoke audition is great at not just gauging how an actor might interpret the script and whether they sound right. You can also hear what their studio is like, if that's um, important. Because it can be difficult to judge that part if all you have to go on are these kind of professionally produced reels. If you're going through an agent or you're booking a voice you already know, then that's slightly different and reels or past work that you've done with them will be fine. One extra element to include alongside the scripts or the sides that's really helpful is music. If you've chosen a piece of music for your video or your commercial or your guide, it's probably because of a reason. So say it's going to make your audience feel something or create a particular kind of atmosphere. And just as the music will create that atmosphere for your audience, it will also allow your voice actor to quickly understand what you need them to do, how to deliver your script. It's a really good shorthand win. So start including the music with your auditions, along with the character outlines and the scripts, and you will get far better auditions landing in your inbox. I guarantee it. And finally... Step five, be clear on the practical stuff. Stuff like what your timeline is. Have you got a deadline next week? Or have you got a specific recording date? Or are you actually quite flexible? Also, whether you need an actor with their own studio, or maybe you don't, maybe you've got your own studio and that's fine. But in which case, where's your studio? Where do they need to get to? And think about your budget. It's really, really useful for the talent or the agent to understand what the job pays. Asking someone to guess your budget or suggest their own quote for your budget is really frustrating and it does, it's just not helpful. Agents are an ally in this particular instance. And contrary to what you might think, they're really not there to simply suggest the highest quote in the whole universe. They wouldn't be in business long if that's what they did. They're there to help you get the right voice for the right fee. And if you're going it alone, there are loads of resources that can help you get a handle on proper rates. And paying proper rates will get you a proper, experienced voice actor who can actually deliver what you want and make your project and you sound great. I'll put some links in the show notes. I've mentioned both these before, but Gravy for the Brain rate card is a great starting point wherever you are in the world. And the GVAA, the Global Voice Acting Academy rate card, that's excellent too. And that is actually pretty much it. Five easy ways to get the voiceover you actually want. So pull a focused, short focused brief together, which covers one, the type of project, two, the kind of actor you're looking for, the gender, the vocal age, etc. Three, the energy or the tone with a few adjectives or the role. Four, include the script, the character sides, and perhaps throw in a music track if you've got one. And five, be clear about the practicalities, the timing, the studio, the fee. The more detail you can give, the better your chances of finding the gold 
Time is precious. Your time is precious. The voice actor's time is precious. The agent's time is precious. Don't waste it. On which note, go and get out into the summer. Or if it isn't summer where you are right now, go out there and have a bit of fun. And also, just before we go, time is running out to get on the wait list for my new masterclass, How to Become a Professional VoiceOver Even If You Haven't Been to Drama School. And if you want to be the first to know when it goes on sale, and everyone on the waitlist will get a discount, then the link is in the show notes. Not long to go now, I promise you. So, until next time, keep being creative, and thank you so much for listening to the summer series. I really appreciate it. And if I can help you out with your latest project, do please get in contact at samanthaboffin.co.uk. Bye. Thanks for listening to the summer series on Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you enjoyed it, do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people, just like you, can get the best out of their voice actors. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.